Locked On Podcast Network and Odyssey present Locked On Sports Today. The Philadelphia Eagles may be without their quarterback this week and potentially for the foreseeable future. The Lions are creeping closer and closer to the playoffs and the Steelers are on the cutting edge of the next wave of offensive strategy. I'm Peter Bukowski, starting your day with the can't-miss stories and biggest debates in sports. You're locked on sports today. Searching all major sports. Found. Let's start with the biggest story. Before we answer that, the Green Bay Packers beat the LA Rams on Monday night, 24-12, in a game that keeps the Packers' playoff hopes alive. Are they slim? Yes but they're still alive. And that is a crucial piece for a Packers team trying to figure out its future. Do they want to go to Aaron Rodgers long-term or long-ish term? We know that they're probably not going to be using Aaron Rodgers as their quarterback beyond 2023. So can they make another run? Do you think the Vikings want to see Green Bay in the playoffs in the 2-7 if they win out? If, if these rookies continue to play like this, if the defense starts to continue to play like this, and I say start to continue because you'd have to put two weeks together to continue to play like this. They haven't done that yet this season. They have not played with any sort of consistency. But if they can start, all of a sudden they become dangerous in an NFC that is wide open. The Eagles have a hurt quarterback. The 49ers, who may just have the best total roster, have their third-string quarterback. And the Vikings, no one believes in the Vikings. So why not Green Bay? Are they scared of New York? Are they scared of Washington? No. This version of this team, they can be dangerous in the NFC playoffs. When the Dallas Cowboys opened as favorites over the one-loss Philadelphia Eagles, there were some eyebrows being raised. We now have a little bit more clarity on why that might be. Jalen Hurts has a sprained shoulder and is now questionable for their tilt with Dallas this week, according to reports. We'll see what happens. This is a big deal. Louis DiBiase from Locked on Eagles joins me now. And and Louis, of course, Philly fans know what it's like to go win a Super Bowl with a backup quarterback. Um, I'm sure they would rather not have to try and do that again. But if you lose to Dallas, for example, now the Vikings could be in play for the one seed. This This has big trickle-down effects here. For sure. It's definitely not ideal, and Philadelphia is definitely prone to this kind of thing. 2017, Carson Wentz goes down around the same time. He was the lead candidate to win MVP. I think a lot of Eagles fans today were scared. Oh, my gosh, is this happening all over again? again? We have to talk ourselves into Gardner Minshew winning us a Super Bowl. But no, I mean, yeah, it's not ideal against Dallas on Christmas Eve with a chance to win and clinch the one seed in the NFC and the NFC East Division Championship that you don't have your quarterback. But At the same time, you still have three games left and you only need one win to clinch those. I think they're going to be okay. Gardner Minshew won his only start last year with the Eagles. He has an incredible support system with this roster around him. I think he can get a win, if not against Dallas, against New Orleans. And if not, I think the timetable of Jalen Hurts could still make it possible that he's back before the playoffs. So I think crisis was definitely averted today for Philly. It does make the entire NFC a little bit more interesting. Could mean week 17 and week 18 in games that we weren't sure we're going to have meeting could suddenly have meaning. There's also this question with Jalen Hurts, who uh, the, the passing game was not working against Dallas. So he just said, all right, I'm just going to use my legs and take over this game. 
And he did that. He's done that over the course of this season. So if he's not 100%, how do you think Philly has to alter their game plan? How do you think that impacts this offense if they go, well, maybe we can't run him the same kind of way because we're worried about that shoulder? Yeah, it's a tough balancing act, right? Because Jalen Hurts, what he does so well is run the football. And the Eagles run game is predicated off this, you know, run pass option, read option, where Jalen has the ability to decide if he's going to keep the football. And yesterday he decided against the Bears to keep the football a lot. 17 carries, only 11 for Miles Sanders. So yeah, I mean, maybe more traditional runs you want to have for Miles Sanders in the backfield where Hertz doesn't have the ability to run the football. But at the same time, Peter, I mean, this is what you're going to get with a mobile quarterback, right? I mean, this is the risk and the reward. And the Eagles know that more than anybody. I mean, with Michael Vick and Donovan McNabb, Randall Cunningham, Carson Wentz, they've needed backups in the NFL more than maybe any team because this is the kind of quarterback they like. So you got to strike a balance. Jalen's got to be smart. But at the same time, if you want to win a championship, Jalen hurts his legs. It's going to be a huge part of it. And as you mentioned, Gardner Minshew is a, a former starter in this league, um, someone who has played a decent amount of football. So it's not like you're having to bring some UDFA off the bench who's never seen the field and and have to make do there. Um, does How does this change at all the way that you view um, the NFC? Because we do have now this looming question mm-hmm. about Jalen Hurts when he can be back. Is he going to be you know, Jalen Hurts when he comes back? Like how how much do you think this narrows the gap potentially with some of these other teams just because of the uncertainty? Yeah, I think you have to first see Jalen Hurts on the field, and hopefully they do get that before the playoffs start because if Gardner Minshew were to win one of these next two games and you get a bye week, Jalen Hurts could be looking at five weeks where he's not playing any football. So it would be hard to know until they really kick off that divisional round game against whoever the opponent is. But at the same time, you look across the NFC, Peter, it's already up in the air, right? Brock Purdy's playing for the San Francisco 49ers. The Minnesota Vikings had to pull off this incredible comeback to beat the Colts. I mean, Dallas loses to Jacksonville. So it's already wide open. The Eagles felt like the juggernaut consistent force. And we'll see with Jalen what that health is. We got to see him on the field. This injury was to his right throwing shoulder. So I guess time's going to have to tell. Stay up to date all year on the Philadelphia Eagles by subscribing to Locked On Sports today in the Locked On Eagles podcast on the Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get podcasts. Thanks for making Locked On Sports today your first listen. Coming up, could the Lions get the playoff-sized monkey off their back this year? Before we answer that, John Harbaugh has an answer for critics of a member of the Ravens coaching staff. Here's what to look for on Bet Online, your number one spot for all your gambling needs. The Golden State Warriors are on the road against the red hot New York Knicks. Bet Online likes the Knicks by four and a half. The Chicago Bulls head south to take on the Miami Heat. Bet Online thinks it's the humidity and the heat and has Miami favored by five. Meanwhile, the Denver Nuggets, home dogs to the Memphis Grizzlies. That's going to be a fun one. Bet Online has the Grizz by one. Bet Online, where the game starts. Now, here's what you need to be locked on today. After a struggle of a loss to the Cleveland Browns, Baltimore Ravens fans have had enough of the play calling. Ravens staffers were greeted with a rude message as they arrived at the team facility on Sunday. Someone left several handwritten flyers that read, Fire Greg Roman, scattered just outside the entrance. When asked whether the Ravens may consider a change, head coach John Harbaugh had this to say. Two things. First of all, I've got confidence in everybody. You know, we have great coaches and great players at the highest level who are battling every single day to get everything as good as it can be. I mean, I can remember three weeks ago, all the questions I got were about the run game. 
What's wrong with the run game? Why can't we get the run game going, you know? So you go to work. You go to work on that stuff. You, you tweak things, you tweak schemes, you move guys in and out. Uh, you get guys back. You know, you do all the things you've got to do to try to get it rolling. And here we are sitting there where the run game's good and now the questions are about the pass game, which you're right, has not been where we need it to be, you know, for certain reasons. But that doesn't mean that we're not going to keep working on it. So absolutely, all of our coaches, including Greg and everybody else, are fully capable of understanding the pass game and what we've got to do to get it done and scheming it up and all that kind of stuff. Former New England Patriots linebacker and current NFL Network analyst Willie McGinnis was arrested Monday on a potential charge of assault with a deadly weapon. The arrest took place in West Hollywood, according to L.A. County Sheriff's Department. The arrest was in connection to a December 9th incident at a club in the area. The 51-year-old McGinnis arrived at the sheriff's station Monday to provide a statement and then was taken into custody. He's scheduled to appear in court on Wednesday. Portland Trailblazers point guard Damian Lillard passed Clyde Drexler as the franchise's all-time leading score Monday night against the Oklahoma City Thunder. Drexler had over 18,000 points in 867 career games for Portland. Lillard surpassed that 1840 number with 133 left in the third quarter with the first of two free throws that tied the game at 86. Lillard had many people to thank when he considers this accomplishment. Uh, but I, I have to give credit to, you know, the people that allowed it to be possible, you know, my trainers, people that have invested time in um, helping me become the player that I've become, uh, what I do physically on the court and mentally, you know, the people that pour into me. And, you know, I got to thank, you know, the, the coaches, you know, the, my first coaching staff, Terry Stotts, David Vanderpool, Nate Tibbs, Dale Osborne, um, Jay Triano, um, Caleb Canales, like I can go down a, a long list of Jim Moran, um, all of them, you know, all the vets that played with me that just pushed me, but the coaching staff that, you know, from day one gave me the opportunity to play free and play, you know, a lot of minutes and play through mistakes and things like that. Um, you know, it's a lot of guys don't get that opportunity from day one and they don't get the kind of freedom that I've had over the course of my career to reach this point. So I, I owe a lot of people, um, I guess, credit for this, this being a possibility. The Milwaukee Bucks improved on the NBA's best record with a win over the New Orleans Pelicans on Monday. The Bucks started a season-long road trip in New Orleans, stifled Zion Williamson, and improved on their NBA best record in the process. My name's Kane Pittman. I'm the host of the Locked On Bucks podcast, Zion versus Giannis, the matchup that we all get excited to see. But on this night, it was the Milwaukee Triangle of Terror on the defensive end that stops Zion in this game. Drew Holiday is the primary defender. Then you got Giannis and Brook Lopez behind with the help. And Zion wasn't able to get anything going in this one. He finishes with 18 points, 7 for 16 from the floor. The Bucks have won this year on defense. They did it again tonight. Uh, by the way, they also got 42 and 10 from Giannis and 30 from Brook Lopez. Size mattered in this game. The Bucks win. They continue to win. NBA's best record. Catch Locked on Bucks wherever you get your podcasts or on YouTube. On the ice, the Edmonton Oilers fell in OT to the Nashville Predators. The Oilers come back three times against the Nashville Predators, but failed to put them away in overtime. 
Hi, my name is Brett Holden from Locked On Oilers. And despite Leon Dreisaitl's and Connor McDavid's utter dominance against the Nashville Predators so far this year, it was Nashville who takes the win in overtime. Leon Dreisaitl is held pointless in this one against Nashville as Connor McDavid only gets two assists against the Preds on Monday night as it is Ryan Nugent Hopkins and Yesapuli Arvey providing the goal scoring for the Oilers against the Preds. Two goals for Ryan Nugent Hopkins and Yesapuli Arvey's first goal in 26 games. Jack Campbell gave the Oilers as much of a chance to win as he could as he stopped 31 of the 35 shots against him. Here is another story you need to know. Do you hear that? That's the sound of the roar being restored. The Detroit Lions get a 20-17 win. They are 7-7 and very much in the thick of the NFC playoff race. Forget biting kneecaps. It's time to go win a playoff game for Dan Campbell and the fighting <laughs> Detroit Lions. Matt Derry joins me now from Locked On Lions. I had to get the, the kneecap thing in there, man. Every, every time we talk, I have to do it. But so this this Lions team against, okay, a, a Jets team with a quarterback that they didn't want to have out there, but they still got the win. How did they do it? You know, Pete, they're just they're just doing it the, the old-fashioned way, complimentary football, to, to use a Bill Belichick phrase. Offense, defense, special teams, uh, you know, Khalif Raymond, a punt return for a touchdown, defense getting a stop or two when they needed to uh, throughout the game. Um, takeaways with Jerry Jacobs with the INT on Zach Wilson, and then the offense with a big drive at the end of the game, down 17-13, and on fourth and one, golf looks right, Brock right, a Brock party uh, at the Meadowlands. <laughs> Goes from right to left, they go across the field to him, just sneaking out of there. For a 51-yard touchdown, a great play designed by Ben Johnson. That's what they've envisioned for the last couple of years here. Coaching, uh, smart football, line play on the offensive line and defensive line, being strong and tough, and and uh, that's a big-time road win. The Dan Campbell-led Lions hadn't won a road game this year or last year, wow. and then now they've won their last three. It's, it's bizarre world. And and they've 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 got that three-game winning streak, as you mentioned. Um, and they were right in that Bills that Bills game. It could very easily. I mean, we could really be talking about a seven-game win streak. They are six and one. The Detroit Lions are six and one in their last seven games. They have Carolina, they've got Chicago, and they've got Green Bay to close out. What what is the path here? What 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 do they need to do? Because ten and seven and and a locked-in playoff spot is in play here. It is, and uh, you know, it, it's a little crazy to have this discussion because, as you said, they were one and six, and then they go six and one. So now these last three, what's it going to be? But a very winnable game at Carolina this weekend. They they played well on the road recently. Hall of Fields comes into Ford Field on uh, New Year's Day. I don't, I don't know how the Lions can stop Justin Fields. Oh boy, I mean, but all he does is lose. Uh, so the Lions should win that game. And then uh, against the Packers, you know, you would know better than me for week 18. I don't know what that Green Bay team is going to look like that game. Yeah, could be Jordan. The Lions Lyons. seem to have these weird games with Green Bay in, in week 18 every every year. Some Sometimes it's Jordan Love, sometimes it's Rodgers for a half. But so the Lions are going to be playing hard and they're going to be playing their, their regulars. So, and even if some of these other teams, you know, play different guys or or maybe Fields sits, and they don't want him getting hurt anymore. Uh, the Lions' focus remains the same. It doesn't matter who on the opposition is there. You referenced Zach Wilson before. 
mean, the Lions went into that game yesterday with playing the Jets without Quinn and Williams and, and without Mike White, but you saw the same focus for Detroit. Nothing changes with how they go about doing business each week. It, the the defense has been a bit of a revelation here because they hold the Jaguars to 14, which looks more impressive every week. We get distance from that, especially given what we just saw Trevor Lawrence and that team due to the Cowboys. They held the Vikings to 23 and now the Jets to 17. This was, I mean, it wasn't that long ago, two months ago, we're talking about an all time bad defense in Detroit. So what's changed for them? You know, Pete, the, the, the firing of secondary coach, Aubrey Pleasant. I don't know if that little flame under, under everybody on the staff, or the players, but it's working. Um, Aaron Glenn, who, who I used to refer to as future head coach, Aaron Glenn, and kind of <laughs> mocking him a little bit, has done a fantastic job. Yeah. He's laid off with all the blitzing and all the aggressiveness. There is some, but not as much as, as usual, and not gambling as much. And some of these younger players are really coming of age. Aiden Hutchinson is, has improved as a rookie and is getting better each week. Uh, Isaiah Bugs next to him as a D tackle. Uh, Romeo Quara, two sacks on Sunday against the Jets coming back from injury. So they're getting some pressure. They're playing good up front. Uh, it wasn't the greatest game for the secondary against New York. They have a lot of breakdowns with uh, Kirby Joseph and, and Jeff Okuda did not have their best games, but yet they find a way. They they, they tackle. They make the plays. And uh, an offense, to go back to that, they're not turning the ball over. A plus nine turnover margin yep. during this little that helps your defense. one stretch. That'll win you a lot of games, Pete, as you know. Stay up to date all year on the Detroit Lions by subscribing to Locked On Sports today and the Locked On Lions podcast on the Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get podcasts. Coming up, why the Steelers may be on the leading edge of the next NFL awakening. The NFL is a passing league, but for how much longer? Chris Carter from Locked On Steelers sees Pittsburgh running game and sees the future of dominant offenses. But the pendulum of the NFL for years was about just throw the ball as much as you can, and that's going to be the pace of the game. Because you had Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, Aaron Rodgers, all those guys. And you still got great young quarterbacks coming up, Joe Burrow, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, all those guys are going to be there. And you're hoping that, Pat, that Kenny Pickett can join uh, uh, you know, an echelon around those guys in the coming years. But as defenses have molded their groups to defend the pass, offenses, I think, are going to start running the ball more, start controlling the clock more, and trying to beat up on smaller defenses that have specialized to get more smaller cornerbacks, to get more smaller linebackers who can cover the pass and less about stuffing the run. And if the Steelers can have that team, especially through the next four or five years as Kenny Pickett's developing as a quarterback, I think it's the foundation that they need to become a winning team again, to be a team that actually goes and competes with the best teams in the NFL. We see this all the time in sports. It's not a zig when everyone is zagging. It's a counter to what everyone is doing. Right now, defenses have been performing at historic rates this season relative to the modern era because of the proliferation of these too high safety looks. Well, what do you do against two high safety looks? You run the ball. And teams that can run the ball effectively against these two high safety looks can stay in favorable down in distances and thus keep their offenses on track. Now, the teams that can create big plays against two high safety looks, yes, they're the cream of the crop. But there are very few teams who can do that and almost no teams that can do it consistently because only one team has Patrick Mahomes. So if your offenses 
why not build a team that is designed to beat the way everyone is playing defense right now? And the reason they're playing defense right now like that is because everyone wants to spread out. They want to play with three receivers on the field. They want to play in shotgun. They want to play empty. And what defenses want to do is not give up the big play. Okay? You want to not give up the big play? Here's five, six yards a carry. Now see if you can keep playing that way with any sort of consistency when teams are running all over you. There's a reason. The Packers, by the way, who are last in the league in run defense, have been not the Packers we're used to seeing. And it's not just because Aaron Rodgers in this offense is not working. It's because they cannot stop the run. Teams that cannot stop the run are going to have a problem come this January. Just ask the Philadelphia Eagles who have been running all over the league and only have one loss right now. And finally, Robert Sala and defending his quarterback. Name a more consistent duo. I'll wait. The Jets head coach came up with yet another way to defend Zach Wilson. The frustrating thing is that, you know, the, this kid's going to be a good quarterback. Um, the, the NFL and this, this new instant coffee world that we're in just does not want to give people time. And, uh, and so we look at him and he is just nitpicked with it uh, and just with a fine tooth comb, everything that he does. Of course, another consistent duo is Robert Sala and being non-committal on who his starting quarterback will be for the next game. He refused to say whether Mike White would be ready for Thursday but that Zach Wilson wasn't necessarily preparing to start either. Stay tuned, as always. Thanks for making Locked On Sports today your first listen. Now go find your favorite team's Locked On podcast and make them your second listen. Coming up tomorrow, which NFL team currently in the hunt will be playing in the postseason? So at least until tomorrow, stay Locked On Sports today.